Hello, people of Earth and Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners. It's me, Movie Guru. Surprised to hear from me again this week when I'm on vacation? Well, I've got some news, some good, and others not so good. That can't really wait till next week. But first, it's shout-out time. Happy birthday today to actress Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes, the same Jamie Lee Curtis of Halloween fame. Marvel actress Scott Johansson, Marvel actor Mark Ruffalo, tennis player Billie Jean King, and actor Mads Mikkelsen, a.k.a. the new Grindelwald. It also marks four years since the Anglin family lost their beloved matriarch, my beloved artistic sweet, my artistic, ice cream-loving, wonderful grandmother, Betty Joy Goggy Engelman. She is still greatly, greatly missed to this day. Miss you lots, Grandma. Miss you lots, Goggy. Her legacy lives on in all her sons and her numerous successful grandchildren, including yours truly and many others, and countless great-grandchildren. Miss you lots, Goggy. We'll be having... Coffee, ice cream, and my family in your honor sometime today. Da-da-da-da. 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 They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. 31 years ago, they had their first movie, The Adams Family. Da-da-da-da. The Adams Family and the beloved animated Beauty and the Beast debuted exactly 31 years ago today. Coincidentally, the Wednesday Adam's Netflix series Finger Snaps its way to the streamer tomorrow. Other November 22nd debuts include the 2019 films 21 Bridges, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, and a little film called Frozen 2, 1995's Toy Story, and GoldenEye, 1961's Blue Hawaii, Aretha Franklin's 1967 song, Chain of Fools, 2002's Frida and Die Another Day, 2013's Byers, Dallas Buyers Club, 2017's Coco and the Darkest Hour, among many others. Yesterday, November 21st, was Justin Taylor, the late Harold Ramis, and actress Goldie Hawn's birthdays. It also marked 14 years since the world saw Edward Cullen and Bella Swan come to life in the first Twilight film. Other November 21st releases include 1976's Rocky, 2012's Life of Pi and the Rise of the Guardians, 2018's Roma, Robin Hood and Ralph Wrecks the Internet, and 2003's Gothica, the live-action version of The Cat in the Hat. But let's not go any further than that, lest I figuratively puke on the mat. Oh, no, not again. I'm speaking in rhyme. Bless you, Seuss. I mean, Dr. Seuss. Out, out of my head, I say, for I don't want to be speaking like this all day. Er, anyways, my uncle Johnny Engelman, singer Rita Ora, singer Tina Turner, and the late Carpinas cartoonist Charles Schultz have birthdays November 26th. I forgot to mention on the November 17th show that my cousins 
Vienna Spohn, who turned two. Vienna, your birthday CD will be a little bit belated. And Rebecca Shear's birthday happened to be on November 20th, which was the same day as Rebecca LeBeau. Oops, sorry about forgetting. I also forgot to mention that day. Florian Zeller's follow-up to The Father, The Son, came out November 25th in an Oscar-qualifying theatrical limited release, starring Vanessa Kirby, Laura Dern, Anthony Hopkins, and Hugh Jackman. The film centers on a family as it falls apart and tries to get back together again. Years after his parents' divorce, 17-year-old Nicholas decides he can't be with his mother, Kate, anymore. So he moves in with his dad, Peter, and Peter's new partner, Beth. Peter tries to care for Nicholas while juggling his and Beth's new baby to work and the offer of his dream job in Washington, as he wishes his own dad had done for him. But reaching for the, by reaching for the past to fix the future, to f- correct, to fix its mistakes, he loses sight on how to hold on to Nicholas in the present. Now for the not so. Now for the sad news. It is with great sorrow that I report some recent TV star deaths. Variety.com announced 49-year-old. Original Power Rangers TV actor Jason David Frank, who played the Green Ranger, passed away. According to a November 20th web article on Variety.com, Frank played Tommy Oliver in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers when it first debuted on Fox Kids in 1993, inhabiting the role of the Green Ranger. While Oliver was only supposed to appear in a limited number of episodes, the character was so popular that Frank returned as the White Ranger and would be a fan favorite for decades to come. Frank and the cast would reprise their roles on the big screen in the 1995 film Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, as well as the 1997 sequel, Turbo Power Rangers movie. Frank left the TV series in 97, but reprised the role in one-off cameos in further spin-offs and continuations later on. He also made a cameo appearance alongside original Power Rangers actress Amy Jo Johnson in the 2017 Power Rangers fe- in the 2017 feature film reboot. In addition to his Power Rangers legacy, Frank was an accomplished martial artist, creating his own hybrid form of American karate called Toso Kundo. 47-year-old Nikki Acox, who was Meg Masters on the show series Supernatural, lost her battle with Leukemia Wednesday. The last surviving member of the 1970 show Hogan's Hero, 96-year-old actor and Holocaust survivor Robert Clary, passed Wednesday. The only surviving member of his family to escape Auschwitz he played Corporal LeBeau on the World War II era sitcom. Alas, the last surviving cast member of Gone with the Wind has joined Vivian Gabe, has joined Vivian Leigh, Hattie McDavel, Olivia de Havilland, Carl Arc Gable, and the rest in that studio in the sky. 90-year-old Mickey Coon, who played Bo Wilkins, the son of Ashley and Melanie Wilkes in the film, died yesterday. 
He was also in a streetcar named Desire, Juarez, and Broken Arrow. Rest in peace to all. In much better news, love, congrats, big news, Love Actually fans, People.com proclaimed today the cast of the 2003 holiday classic Love Actually are set to reunite for an ABC News special with Diane Sawyer, marking two decades since the making of the holiday classic. Returning for the special are Emma Thompson, Karen, Hugh Grant, David slash the Prime Minister, Lauren Lindley, Sarah, Bill Nye, Billy Mack, Thomas Brody Sangster, Sam, Olivia Olson, Joanna, and more. Plus writer-director Richard Curtis and a message from Martin McCutcheon, Natalie, titled The Laughter and Secrets of Love Actually, 20 Years Later. The one-hour special will look at how the film became a beloved Christmas tradition and global sensation with new insight into the behind-the-scenes secrets and iconic scenes, according to a release. The special will also examine how the COVID-19 pandemic refocused the way we love and connect and the omnipresent acts of kindness inside our families and communities, the release adds. The special airs November 29th on ABC. Wonderful news, Top Gun fans. The Rap.com stated earlier today, at long last, we now know when Top Gun Maverick will be streaming on Paramount+. Plus. The highest grossing film of 2022 will finally land on the streaming service on Thursday, December 22nd in the U.S., as well as in Canada, Australia, Germany, Switzerland, Austria, and Italy, and previously announced markets, the U.K. and Latin America. It will be available in South Korea and France in 2023. The streaming release comes seven months after Top Gun Maverick first hit theaters and marks one of the longest and most successful theatrical windows of 2022. Indeed, producer and star Tom Cruise was reportedly adamant that the Top Gun sequel, not long on Paramount Plus, too close to the film's theatrical release date and definitely not day and date. And that move paid off to the tune of $1.487 billion at the worldwide box office. Shocking news broke the internet November 21st. The Direct.com announced Disney CEO Bob Chapek has departed the company and will be replaced by his predecessor Bob Iger in a shock leadership change. Just as the pandemic was preparing to pull the world apart in February 2020, Hollywood was delivered a shocking blow as 15-year Disney CEO Iger stepped down, appointing Chapek as his successor. Chapek's reign has since been met with a slew of controversy that has now brought it to an abrupt end. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Disney CEO Bob Chapek has stepped down from his position after just under three years. He will be replaced by his predecessor, Bob Iger, who held the position from March 2005 to February 2020. Chapek previously had his contract extended for the next three years, which would have kept him in his job at the House of Mouse until at least 2025. However, Iger will now replace him effective immediately. Singer Laura Lennon is going down, is getting married. I mean, singer Laura Lena is engaged. 
ET.com, ETCanada.com announced the news a few days ago saying the country music star had announced her engagement to fiancé Cam Arnold while on stage at the Grand Old Opry on Saturday. I was welcomed into this family and it was a dream of mine just as long as I can remember, said the singer, according to People. I didn't think this year could get any better, but Friday I got asked into another family. After he proposed to me, I said, you have to come out on stage, this stage at the Grand Old Opera. Elena then introduced Arnold on stage. Everyone, this is my fiancé, she said. I told him he had to come out here and we had to get a picture. We're doing it because this is a circle and I'm going to hold my hand up and do the thing. Make some noise for my future husband, everyone. Screencrush.com declared early today the first film of the two-part Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse sequel, 2023's Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, will, not ju- will have not just one distinctive art look, but six unique artistic styles. It opens... It opens June, in theaters June 2nd, 2023, and the second... And it's in the second sequel, Beyond the Spider-Verse, it's expected to follow in 2024. TikTok stars Charlie D'Amelo and Mark Ballas sashayed off for the Dancing with the Stars season 31 Mirrorball Trophy Monday night. Fantastic news, Marvel fans. The delayed reboot has found its director and writer. Sorry about the bad vampire fun. There's an pun. There's another one to come, so warning you. TheHollywoodReporter.com proclaimed yesterday, Marvel Studios' Blade is being unsheathed once more, this time with a whole new creative team. Jan Demange, who directed the pilot of, of HBO's boundary-pushing horror series Lovecraft Country, has come aboard to helm the vampire action thriller that still has Mahershala Ali attached to star. Meanwhile, Michael Starberry, who earned an Emmy Nomination for penning an episode of Ava DuVernay's drama, When They See Us, has been hired to pen a brand new script for the feature. The new team puts the project back on track after losing its original director, Basem Tarek Mogul Magli, in September. The parting of ways was due to creative differences and occurred suddenly as the production was in pre-production and heading toward a November production start in Atlanta. Rather than jamming another director in something that clearly needed an overhaul, Marvel pressed pause for a deeper look under the hood. That meant a page one rewrite for the project, which had labored in at the screenwriting phase. The plan is to go to production in Atlanta in 2023, maintaining Blade's release date that is set for September 6, 2024. This is the second big screen venture for the infamous half-mortal, half-vampire character. Wesley Snipes first brought him to life with 1998's Blade, which is the first Marvel film. No, folks, Iron Man was not the first, believe it or not. And its sequels, 2002's Blade 2 and uh, 2004's Blade Trinity, which nobody really speaks of because if you pardon the awful vampire pun, it's uh, staked the series to the heart and pretty much killed it off. <laughs> ET Online reported exciting news for Cinderella fans yesterday. 
Brandy is dusting off her glass slippers and stepping back into one of her most iconic roles. On Monday, Disney Plus announced that the singer and actor will prize her role as Cinderella for the latest installment in the Descendants franchise, The Pocket Watch. Brandy, who became the first black actress to portray Cinderella on screen in 1997's Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella, will return to her royal roots alongside Rita Ora, starring as the Queen of Hearts, who, according to the streamer, rules over the kingdom of Wonderland with an iron fist. The pocket watch brings fans back to the idyllic land of Otteron and the ragtag Isle of the Lost, which we were, which we were introduced when the Descendants movie trilogy kicked off in 2015. For the film's official description, the bold new story of the pocket watch returns to these lands and also takes audiences through the rabbit hole to the hostile, unincorporated territory of Wonderland, a magical, mysterious place made famous in Alice in Wonderland. The story follows polar opposites, Chloe Malia Baker, the daughter of Cinderella, and Red, Kylie Cantrell, the daughter of the Queen of Hearts. The unlikely duo meets at a momentous occasion in Alderaan when unexpected chaos breaks out. In order to prevent an impending coup, they must join forces to travel back in time via magical pocket watch created by the Mad Hatter's son to stop an event that would lead to grave consequences. And finally, get ready to see a very younger Indiana Jones than you've ever seen before, folks. Because IGN.com reported yesterday, director James Mangold has revealed that VFX technology was used to DH Harrison Ford for the opening sequence of the upcoming movie. Mangold told Empire Magazine that Ford was digitally DH for the movie's opening minutes because they wanted to give the audience an adrenaline rush at seeing a young Indiana Jones swing back into the action. The scene will drop Indy into 1944. We'll have, have to navigate a castle swarming with Nazis before transitioning into the main adventure. I wanted to, to, the chance to dive into this kind of full-on George and Stephen old picture and give the audience a, an adrenaline blast, Mangold explained. Then we fall out and you find yourself in 1969. The audience doesn't experience the change between the 40s and the 60s as an intellectual conceit, but literally experiences this buccaneering spirit of those early days and then the beginning of now. My hope is that although we'll be talked about in terms of technology, you just watch it and go, oh my God, they just found footage. This was a thing they shot 40 years ago. Producer Kathleen Kennedy added, we're dropping you into an adventure, something Indy's looking for, and instantly you have that feeling. I'm in an Indiana Jones movie. The VFX team reportedly used different techniques to pull the scene together, including the use of a new ILM software that scanned through archival footage of Ford, archival archive footage of Ford in his earlier years before matching it to the footage shot for Indiana Jones 5. Indiana Jones 5 may be the last time we see Ford don the iconic hat and 
However, Steven Spielberg has confirmed the franchise will certainly continue after that. According to reports, Disney and Lucasfilms are actively looking to develop a Disney Plus series with a legendary archaeologist, but it's unclear who will star in the lead role. That's all for this week's breaking news, folks. Now, as there will not be, as Thanksgiving is in two days, there will not be a show. So, until we meet again, my minions, stay safe, watch lots of movies and DVDs, and don't eat too much Thanksgiving goodies on Thursdays. Gobble, gobble. Happy Thanksgiving, my minions. Bye.